Welcome to Elisha's Space Podcast, where we delve into the important topic of mental health and having faith during difficult times. Today, we are honored to have Monique Fafana, author of the book, A Faith Journey, an autobiography of a faithful servant. In this episode, we will be exploring the challenges that come with having hope during difficult times. Monique will share her story and provide valuable insights to assist you while you're dealing with your difficult trials. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn how to better encourage and support yourself within your healing journey. Hello, audience of Elisha Space. Man, it is so great to be with y'all. I have been looking forward to talking to y'all all week. So I am so happy to share with you that I have someone with me. We just want to share some encouragement, some light, some hope to you. I have Monique Fofana. She is the author of the book, A Faith Journey, an autobiography of a faithful servant, where she just kind of shares her testimony. And I reviewed her book. I read her book. And I just told her, I was like, you know, girl, you got to be on my show because <laughs> she's just one of those people who you can just feel the authenticity from her book. And those of you who are getting to know me from these podcasts and also those of you who know me, know me, know that I love and appreciate transparency and authenticity. So Monique, I want to thank you for joining Elisha's Space and taking the time out to talk to my audience. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, this is truly a humbling experience, and you're a warm person, and I wouldn't have chosen any other person but you to do my, actually, first podcast with. So this is a memorable day for me as well. Well, let's look at, look at that, y'all. I'm yeah. <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> yeah. So, Monique, why don't you share with us, how did you get started writing this book? What was the journey? Well, it started with God. It always does. I was going through a rough time in my life, uh, you know, through 2020, through the pandemic, as many, I'm sure a lot of people were. And in the midst of, I'm pretty sure, one of my most challenging days, I said to God, I said, I know this hurts. I know this pain feels like it's unbearable, but I know you have me and I know that I'm going to be able to use this to help someone else. So then fast forward one day, God just spoke to me in my spirit and just told me to share my story through a book. Mm. And yeah, and I just started, I didn't, I never wrote a book. <laughs> I never thought about writing a book. Um, it, that's why I knew it was from God because of, you know, it was just a challenge and um, it just came to me strongly. Isn't that wild how God does that, how he births stuff in us? The key thing I hear you say is that you were obedient and you took that extra step because you don't necessarily always take the step because the step can be the scariest thing. Sometimes we're waiting on God and we're waiting on God and we're waiting on God when actually he might be waiting on us to take that step. Yeah, not might be. He's he's always waiting on us. We have to take that step. You know, faith without works is dead. So right. <laughs> we exactly. have to do the work. Yes. Yeah. So why don't you share how did you do the work? What step did you take? So I prayed, obviously, first. And it just like I said, it just started to just meditate on the most challenging times in my life. And then mm -hmm. 
I tied it to how God brought me through. And then I meditated and thought about the times when God spoke to me and gave me direction. (laughs) And I had to step out on faith without even knowing what the end of the story is going to be. So I would sit down and I, you know, I said, well, this was a time when, you know, for example, that my first chapter starts out uh, about the problem I had carrying my daughter. And I started writing about that. And then eventually just everything just came. So I didn't have a writer's book or didn't take a class. You know, I more or less just was an open book, wrote down everything, and then God would give me titles to each chapter. And then from there, of course, I had to figure out how to self-publish because I didn't have enough money to, you know, get a publisher and things like that. And God, as, as I took that step, God just opened door after door and sent me help. And someone sowed seed to help me uh, get an editor. So everything just started to fall into place because I trusted him and took that first step. That is amazing. That is amazing how each step you took created this creative piece, yeah. you know, that a tool that can give people so much help and so so much hope and encouragement. But it took you taking that step and following through. What would you define faith to be? What is faith to you? Faith is just walking not by sight. You know, we say it, but we have to do it. You know, keeping your hand in, in God's hands and trusting him no matter what the circumstances look like. And I tell people all the time, don't look at the problem. Look at God. Close your eyes pray and see where you want to be. In that. And then I'm pro- I promise you, every time you do that, he'll lead you there. So just keep your hand in God's hand. Don't look at the problem. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't listen to uh, even sometimes yourself. It's negative uh, talk inside your head. Just go forward and trust that God has you and he does. I think that's great to mention too and notate there because that scripture, Hebrews 11, 1, sometimes I think it becomes a cliche. You know, Mm -hmm. you even see it in memes. We walk by faith and not by sight or faith is a substance. I'm sorry. Faith Mm -hmm. is a substance. Yes, I know my scriptures, (laughs) y'all. It's a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Yes. I remember when I was in my early 20s and when I was in college, I was a fireball, right? And so I Mm -hmm. used to say, and I had a lot of zeal and things for God. I still do, but there's a little bit of wisdom mixed up in it. You know, that happens Mm -hmm. as you get older. (laughs) And and I used to say, I want to believe you so strongly or so Mm. strongly that when you say the grass is purple, Even though the grass is green, I see purple. I know, that's right. (laughs) And my friends would tell me, Elisha, you better be careful about that prayer, girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, why not? If he says it's real, then that's what I need to stand on. If he says something is not real, then that's what I need to stand on, too. And so in my early 20s, I went through so much. Mm. You know, I had such a difficult Time, trial after trial after trial after trial after trial. Mm. And I believe it was preparation for if God were to tell me the grass is purple, Mm. grass is purple. Yes. I remember one time, or this has happened a few times, but I'll give this as a memory. 
for everyone. There was this one time, there was this situation and it wasn't looking good. Uh And I'm not going to go into details about it, but it was a decision was being made regarding Uh a purchase I was trying to make. Uh And the odds were against me. And I was telling the Lord about it. And I just felt in my heart like he was telling me it's already taken care of. Hmm. And so I mentally went there and I acted like it was already taken care of. But you know something, Monique, it was like as soon as I heard it's already taken care of, everything about me shifted. It was like it's already taken care of. I was planning what needs to be done once I obtain it Hmm. because he had told me it was already taken care of. And then maybe like a little bit after that, like maybe a week or a little, uh, maybe a week after that or something Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. I looked back at that and I was like, Lord, Hmm. (laughs) you know, you told me it was already taken care of. Yes. And I didn't even fret about it. I didn't even make a big deal about it. Hmm. I was like, okay. And then I started, I I was like, the grass is purple. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's when I realized I had reached that place. Now I'm not saying I'm, I'm all there because Mm -hmm. there's some areas of faith I'm strong in, Mm -hmm. and there's some areas of faith I'm still growing in. You go, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. But in that area, I knew I had seen growth that the grass was purple. And it wasn't even like, you know, because I was still reading the Bible and praying and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even like he was making a big deal out of it to me. Well, I mean, it probably wasn't a big deal to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's really awesome when you can look back and you can see growth and, you know, within yourself and, and within your walk. You know, you can see healing and growth. Whereas before I would have fretted about it. I would have worried about it. I would have been biting my nails and things. I would have been pacing. I I did none of those things. And Elijah, I'm sure that every circumstance that you went through, I can guarantee you, at least most of them, you were able to help somebody else. If you look back at every trial and every challenge that you had, God sent somebody to you so you can say, hey, I went through this situation and this is how God got me through. Let me help you get through this situation. To be really, really authentic and honest with you, because, you know, authenticity and transparency are very important. Yes. There were times I didn't have anybody come to me. Mm. I had to stand on his word. Mm. And I had to make a decision that I was going to stand on his word Hmm. despite what other people said or despite what other people did. There were times I did not have somebody come to me. Mm. I wouldn't even call it, audience, a wilderness experience. I would just call it, chow, a hard time. (laughs) Exactly. But there were times, you know, it was salt and pepper. Let me let me be honest. There were times people would say something or they would give me a prayer or something like that. Mm -hmm. But during those times, it was a good 10 or 15 years, I would say, Mm -hmm. that it was just trial after trial after trial. And it was fire after fire after fire. And I made I understood I truly understood. I'm not saying I was Job, 
But mm-hmm. I truly understood Job when he decided that he was going to stand on the word of God, when he yes. took off his clothes and he said, naked, I came into this world and That's naked, right. I'm going to go out of this world, you know, but still God is God. And then I also truly understood now Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, right? Mm-hmm. When they were in the fire and they were asked that question, will you bow? And they said, no matter what happens, God is still God. God is still king. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. And that was before the fourth man showed up there, right? Mm-hmm. So I understood. I finally got it. I understood why they said it. But it was trial after trial after and tribulation after tribulation after tribulation. But I got it. That's where th- that that I formed that where I decided I was going to stand right or wrong. I was going to stand with God because yes. he had brought me through too much. I had seen too much and I knew too much to know that he was never, ever going to let me down. That's right. That's right. I know this is about you, girl, but I'm no, just- no, it's not about you. It's about God. It's about God. (laughs) It is about God. And we are sharing testimony as he would have us. And we are giving him glory as he, you know, as he deserves. And um, I do understand about the trial and trial. and, and, And that's why I did write the book, because that 2020, that was probably one of the hardest years of my life. You know, it was back to back to back death. It was back to back to back bad news. And just like you said, you know, during those times, you're like, you know, God, I know you got me, but it still hurts. It's still, we're human, you know, he understands that. But as long as we continue to keep our hands in his hand, continue to uh, say, you know, read his word, continue to pray and don't give up, you know, don't listen to um, the enemy, you know, the enemy's job. He's a liar. He, he tries to push us to, uh, you know, to give up by magnifying our situation and, mm-hmm. Like I, I always say, the enemy is nothing more than a, a mouse with a microphone and that we've already won. So even though we're going through, it seems it's, you know, it seems heavy. It seems hard. We've already won. So that's what I teach my, you know, my children and my grandchildren, no matter what it looks like, keep your hand in God's hand because we have the victory. And right. that's what I, that's why I share. And, it, you know, I share it so people can see like, OK, she went through this hard time, but God brought her through every single, when I say every single situation, God has never left me or forsake me ever. Right. right. You know, I also think about too, how would I have come out? Would I really have come out on the other side mm. if it weren't for my faith? And I can't honestly say I would have, mm. you know, which could you say the same thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My I, my, I, my daughter. I, let me tell you something. Faith, I'm so much attacked that I would be in. I would have been in a casket. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I've I, I sat here when you know when everything shut down and right. I was working remotely and I had a stressful job. I remember and I remember feeling like and this is what made me put my resignation. In, feeling like I was going to die. And I'm not joking. I, my heart was racing. I felt over one. I had had enough. And it wasn't that. It was just everything. And I said, nope. <laughs> I shall live and not die. And and that day I prayed. I asked God for a plan. He gave it to me. And 
once I stepped on my face, I'm not telling everybody to go quit your job. <laughs> but that was my walk. You know, I had, you that know, I had plans. God had shown me a plan. So I did it. And then um, he gave me a period of rest, which was hard for me because I'm like, hey, there's not that much money coming in. But he supplied every need he provided for me during that time. And then that's when the book came. That's when I started uh, my own business. That's when just things started. He just wanted me to go through a time of healing. So my faith, yeah, you know, it, it, it was tested, but I never, I never like gave up. I never said like, oh, you know, something, you know, anything negative against God. I just always, always trusted him, always did. And I think that's the key. So for people that might be going through a difficult time, you know, it's a lot of people. It's it's a difficult time. The last, I want to say four years, but yes. I know for sure the last three years has been really trying for a lot of people. Right. What tips can you give them? What suggestions can you give them to kind of help them in building their faith? You know, maybe they're feeling discouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what would you suggest? I would suggest a couple of things. Uh, one, remember that your situation is only temporary and look at it as an opportunity for God to show up and show out. I know people use it as a cliche, but he does. He always shows up. Also, I would suggest always surround yourself with godly people and talk to someone you trust that'll give you godly advice and, and keep you connected with God. Most of all, pray and pray and pray. Speak life into your situation. Not saying you can't talk about your problem, but don't keep rehearsing the pain. You know, take a favorite scripture, um, say it every day, um, carry it on an index card. (laughs) Also, just take a chance to breathe and know that every day you wake up is another day to experience God's grace and that you have purpose. Because sometimes it becomes so overwhelming, you forget like, I still have purpose. He gave me another day of life. So every day that you're here, you have purpose. Just don't give up. And then, um, like I said before, just remember that the devil is a liar. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And one of the things he wants to take is your peace and your sound mind. That's so true. I would even add something else, too. And I don't think you covered it in your book, but that's okay. You don't have to cover it. But I'm, I'm, I'll add this, too, for our show. Mm-hmm. Is I was even questioning the existence of God. Mm, wow. And I was going through, oh yeah, I was going through some spiritual abuse from some other Christians too. Mm. Because what I was going through, so many trials and tribulations, they were wondering if I was authentic or they were wondering why I was looking a certain kind of way. Wow. You, you get where I'm coming from? Yes, yeah. You know, or I was being talked about. I was being judged, you know. Hmm. So I came to the conclusion, audience, that your walk is your walk. Your journey is your journey. Yes. And to be really frank with you, if I hadn't gone through all that, I wouldn't be a counselor. I wouldn't be in that servant Hmm. helping. I wouldn't. I I know I wouldn't. But because I have, I can help so many people because I've been through so much. Right. But what I would say, if you have experienced some spiritual abuse, if you find yourself in that place of doubt because you're having all these things happen and you're just questioning or the things you're experiencing are just so traumatic. It's like one trauma after another. We got 
maybe somebody you love passed away. Yeah. Maybe and then back that up with maybe you find out your significant other was messing around with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you find out that your child is sick with a chronic illness. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. It's like one thing back and back and back and back. And you're yeah. like, God, how much more of this can I take? Right. Do you even exist? Why are you allowing this? Mm. You have to get to a place where you have to get to a place of girth where you're mm. going to stand up and, and I'm not saying physically stand up, but get to a place where you kind of decide, make a decision that you're not going to move back and forth. You're not going to be at a place of indecision. Yes. Either God is God or he's not, yep. but you have to make a decision and a choice of where you're going to stand. Exactly. Otherwise it's always going to go back and forth and you're always going to be at a place of sway. If that makes sense. Yeah. There's a scripture that says in James, a double mind, a double minded man is unstable in all he does. Yeah. And all he all his ways. Right. Thank you for the question. And a lot of times when you're doing that back and forth, it's double mindedness and you're at a place of indecision and you're not stable. Because if you think about it, you're not stable. And whenever you're not stable, stable, you're mm-hmm. at a place of insecurity. Yes. And when you're dealing with things that are like back to back, back to back trials, yes. you have to make those decisions sometimes quickly and be sure about those decisions. Now that could be the wrong decision, but you have to kind of put yourself in a position where at that moment you're going to make that decision so that you can go forward. Okay. Yes. But yeah. you have to make the decision. And regarding the spiritual abuse, One thing that when I was going through those things, I held on to the word Mm. so hard. I can't, I held on to the word so much that for a period of time, that's all I would talk about. Seriously. That's the only thing that would come out my mouth because I was dealing with so much, you know? Mm. Mm. And then the other thing I, I did that to kind of help me at that time is I would connect with my tribe and my tribe wasn't always church people. Well, y'all, I know Monique said <laughs> yeah. people in the church, but like I said, I had, you know, I was getting some attacks from the church too. Mm-hmm. So my connection wasn't always with the church. My connection might've been my neighbor. My That's connection, hopefully right. it was one of my neighbors. She was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It might be a friend or a friendship. One of my closest friends, yeah. she showed up during that time period and she was there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I would say build your tribe with people you feel safe with. Yeah. And then God, I promise, and I promise you, I will tell you this. I promise you, just hold on. As long as you are above the ground, you have yep. hope. Yes. As long as you are above the ground, there is an ability yeah. The strength, the girth to get to that situation. And Monique, you're right. It only lasts for a little while. Yeah, it, se- it seems like a long time, but, you know, weeping and doors for a night and joy always comes in the morning. So right. during that weeping, you know, it just, fe- I-, I feel like, I mean, and I- I'm telling you from experience, it feels, it feels overwhelming. It feels that way, but it's not, you know, it's not. God has our back. God he never leaves us or forsakes us. You know, we are going to go. He it never say we're not going to go. We are going to go through trials and tribulations. Look what he went through for us. You know, I'll tell you something else I did. Now, I'm a mom. So and I know you're a mom, too. 
Mm-hmm. But when I was going through this, I had my going through all these things. I was blessed with my twin, my twin boys. Mm. And so I wanted to, you know, even though we were going through things and even though um, mm-hmm. we were going through different times, I wanted to try to do fun things with them. Right. So we would like, I remember, and now it was tied to the Boy Scouts and things, but we would do camping trips. We would do trips to the park, you know, to do those kinds of things to yes. kind of give yourself a break from all of it. Yes. You know, yes. um, it's, it's wild because everybody calls it self-care, but back then it wasn't for me, it wasn't really self-care. I was just trying to give my kids a happy memory. Yes. So give yes. yourself some happy memories within all of that. Yes. I wouldn't necessarily um, recommend, now that I'm speaking as a counselor now, recommend doing an activity that causes you to ruminate in what you're, what's happening, because mm-hmm. that just feeds anxiety and worry and depression. And I'm all so glad things. you said that. Yep. Yep. But if you're doing an activity, like if you're going bowling, for example, you have, or some type of thing that is tied to an activity, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing basketball, you have to pay attention to the ball and trying to get it in the basket and pay right. attention to the other people that are trying to take the ball from you. Okay. Right. Plus it's good exercise, you know? Yeah. So try to give yourself a little bit of balance too around all of those things as well. So you can get yourself a break from it, yes. you know, go out to eat with a really good friend and yeah. don't talk about it. Just have yes. a good time, you yes. know? Talk stupid stuff if you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but do those kinds of things to kind of give yourself a break from it. So those are my little tidbits that I would share with you, audience. Can you tell I'm passionate about this? I truly am. Yeah, so. no, it, you know, this is real talk, Eliza, because when I I adopted a puppy just recently, but yeah. when I went to take him to um, the vet, they were so busy, she said, because over the pandemic, so many people adopted, you know, pets for comfort. Um, right. And now they don't know what to do with them because now they're back at the work or whatever, thing like that. But I say that to, you know, to your point, like just doing something positive, you know, um, I like the way you broke down, like you're actually folks focusing on the action. You know, um, I had a my um, close friend, she lost her husband from COVID and um, she walked, she's she right. walked for hours, you know, and walk for hours. And I find that's helpful for me. Even now, you know, if I, if I start to feel like, Ooh, I need to get out, I'll just go for a quick walk. And like you said, don't think about it. You know, sometimes I'll talk out loud. I'm talking out loud and I'm talking to God, maybe not about the problem. I'm like, well, Lord, I'm out here. Thank you for the birds. I thank you for the trees. I think, and next thing you know, it's an hour later and I'm not even thinking about the thing <laughs> anymore. So, and I don't know about you, but when I'm exercising, mm-hmm. After a while, you know, you start to feel those things in your body that makes it feel uncomfortable. And you're not really thinking about it. You just want to finish. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, 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 you're right. You're right. So, you know, it does help, you know, yes. and it does help to do that. It's not that you're pretending it's not happening, but right. don't let it. It can be overwhelming to be thinking about all those things. And that helps to build your faith that, you know, 
it helps to build your faith and it helps your body too. You know, a lot of times I, I get that with the walking because I would just put in like positive messages, podcasts. Yeah. I would put in um, YouTube. I would play YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I was going through such a hard time. I couldn't read the scripture. And to be yeah. quite honest, when you have little kids, like I had twins, you mm-hmm. just don't have time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because you just don't have the time because the little <laughs> they need you, you know, quiet right. time the Lord is, 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 it looks different on different days. So I'm just right. keeping it real. Right. So sometimes I would just play worship music, you yeah. know what I mean? Something to kind of lift the atmosphere because yeah. I knew I was under attack. I knew I was going through a difficult time. Yeah. Well, y'all just, it is so many different things you can do to help lift your spirits up, to help bring up your hope, you know, because yeah. hope will help you to get to that next moment. Yes. Hope will help you to get to that next second yeah. and helps you to reach that mile. And Elijah, I'm so glad you said it. Sometimes we want each step is, is progress. Like you said, right. you know, so like you said, if you just got hope to, Make it to the afternoon. That's good. You know, you did something. You made progress. And what I also want people to understand is that, you know, sometimes, like you said, mentioned about prayer and not, you know, sometimes it seems like um, you don't have time. And you just, but I like the fact that you said you, you put on music. It, it's not like a, a ritual where you got to get on your knees and you got to, you know, at 3 p.m. And this is, it could be, you could just be walking down the street. I do this all the time. I'm not ashamed. I'll be walking down the street with my dog and I'm like, Lord, how are we going to fix this problem? I talk to the Lord like he's my best friend, you know, and he is, you know, you could be driving to work. You could be in the showers, you know, you could just, you know, some people say, I don't know how to pray. Just say, Lord, help me, you know, help my unbelief. Help me with my problem. Um, speak to me. You know, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn out thing. And I think some people get hung up in that. And it's just, it's just about your relationship with God. So um, I just, I just, it came to my spirit when you were just talking, like, just talk to God. Sometimes you just don't have the words. Sometimes it's just like, well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even your tears. God understands your tears. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I've, I've, I've been in a situation where I'm just crying. I know God know, you know, knew what those right. tears. And I couldn't, like you said, you can't. I couldn't talk, but I know God had, you know, had had me, and um, then a, a peace would just fall upon you. So I, I definitely want people just to understand that. Um, just just continue to pray and trust God, no matter what. And that's really what I like about your book, A Faith Journey. Because you talk about this, these types of things, you are authentic in your testimony about your things. Some people might even say that your transparency regarding some of these things is is maybe a little bit uncomfortable for them. But Mm -hmm. I think it also helps to let people know that, you know, you went through it and you can get through it, you know. Exactly. So, I don't know where I'm getting all the lines from you, you know, but it sounds cool. So. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> night before I published it, um, the enemy was in my head. Like, you know, everybody's going to girl, everybody's going to know your business. And instantly I rebuked it. I said, I- I'm doing God's work. God got me. I don't care. Let them know. So they know there's hope, you know, let them see. 
uh, me. And so many, as soon as I, t- I published it, so many people, uh, and it's not about me, but about God, would just were right. thankful because there's some, some things they didn't know about me that I went through, you know, and then they mm-hmm. see where I am today. Is my life perfect now? No. You know, do I still have struggles? Absolutely. But no matter what, I just want people to know, trust God, believe in him. He is real. He, uh, we already won. If we wake up with that mindset, like, you know what? I'm going to walk this walk. I already won. God laid the path. I just got to do the work. You know, I lie. You know, we probably wouldn't have so much heartache. Feel the, feel the heartache, you know, um, feeling the feeling of over being overwhelmed. But that's just, you know, everything. When I wrote the book and when I finished the book, rather, it was healing for me, even though I went through it. But then right. to relive everything I wrote, it just was like counseling. And I was like, okay, now I understand why I went to this. Now I understand why I had to write this. And um, it has just been such a blessing to me, to myself as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite resources? The Bible. <laughs> I Well, you know, honestly, I like the Bible app. Um, what is it? Bible.com app. Because I can go on there and create plans. Okay. Um, so say I want to know about, I'm going, I want to know about, faith <laughs> or I want to know, you know, I'm going through uh, unbelief and I can just type it in. It'll give you a five day plan and um, I can listen to it and I can share it with friends I and mean, they can put their input on it. Yeah. And then I also like to read like Joyce, Joyce Myers books, uh, Joe Osteen. And there's another one. Oh, uh, Charles Stanley, when I lived in New York, I used to listen to him all the time in the mornings, early in the morning. so encouraging. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What about you? My favorite resources. I've lately been into a lot of spiritual warfare types of things. So Mm -hmm. I like um, Robert Clancy, Mm C-L-A-N-C-Y or E-Y. No, it's Mm C-Y. I like his stuff because if I'm going through something, I can find it and play Mm -hmm. his prayers. There's sometimes that, you know, Mm -hmm. you can be going through such a difficult time that it's difficult to pray. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll put that in so that it can help me pray. Mm -hmm. I also like to listen on YouTube, like soaking music, you know, Mm. where I can just kind of sit and just kind of think about the goodness of God and how he's been good for me. You know, I like old school ministers like, Mm -hmm. I like who talk strong about faith. So I like people like Catherine Coleman. Now, K-U-H-L-M-A-N. She has passed away and she's with the Lord, but she was a, a great faith minister. And she was one of the few women ministers. She who held tent meetings and she mm-hmm. would go all over the all over the country. I don't know if she went outside of the United States, but she would go all over the country and people would become healed from her mm. ministry. Uh, Kenneth Hagen, I would listen to his types of things because he talks about faith too. Mm-hmm. So those are some resources, you guys. And then a lot of times what I've learned to do as well is I've taken, I take scripture that's around my situation and I might create a prayer around that scripture mm. or affirmation around that scripture about my situation. Mm. I would personalize it for me. 
And when I started doing that, I saw significant change also. So that's something else that you guys could learn to do, you know, that you guys could do um, as well. I like to write also. So like, I like, no, let me paraphrase. I like putting my pen to paper. So, and writing. So I might journal and, and talk to the Lord about how I'm feeling about things. So I consider journaling to be a resource as well for me as well, you know, to get my thoughts out and just, I use that as a form of prayer as well. But those are some of the resources and the things that I use and I do. Yeah. And Elijah, I like that um, because words have power. Yes. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, speak, you know, thing into existence, you know, um, even though it looks, um, you know, like this, I would say somebody say I was out of uh, work for a while and I would say, yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm going to get this job or I'm going to get, it doesn't have to be things, but you know, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to, you know, live in a long, healthy life. And, you know, just, just speak those things into existence. And, um, like you said, I like the fact that you said, uh, just, take a scripture and create a prayer around that scripture. Yes. Yes. Um, what are some of your resources? What, um, oh, we talked about resources. I'm sorry. Do you have any projects? Sorry, y'all. Do you have any projects <laughs> coming up? Um, well, God dropped in my spirit to write another book, but I don't know what the book's going to be about. I'm waiting on him. I'm going to, uh, you know, be, uh, prayerful, like I was the first book, and just you know, just wait patiently. But I know it's coming. Um, I'm working on a website. Um, I'm praying that will go live um, next month, and it'll be a, a place where believers can visit. You know, get a daily word, maybe some podcasts, <laughs> um, and then updates on upcoming projects. Um, and then you'll also be able to purchase my book there. Well, you never um, know about the podcast. I had another author on here and he's mm-hmm. got a podcast now. So Oh amazing. Yep, yep. So you never know what's gonna happen with that. Yeah. Yep, yep. you're right. So all right. Well, um, thank you for sharing. I wanna thank you, Monique. I wanna thank you for taking the time out to be obedient and write this book because we need so many messages of encouragement faith and hope. It just needs to be out there in the world, I believe, because there's so many things people are dealing with. There's so many negative, negative things happening right now. You know, you watch the news, you, you have things going on with all kinds of things and what you did, you don't know how it's going to help people. You know, we're supposed to be salt in the world. And this is a, physical representation of the salt. So we want to thank you for being, I thank you for being obedient and stepping out, even though it was probably an uncomfortable thing. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank God for trusting me with um, writing the book. And I thank God uh, for you, for your podcast and um, your listeners. And I pray that this podcast is a blessing to everyone and, and, and also my book too. Praise saves lives. I wanted to save lives. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the key. So audience, if you would like the book, I will have the link where you can purchase the book. And also you'll learn a little bit more about Monique as well. Monique, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Audience, you all are amazing. And whatever it is you're facing, 
I truly believe that you can get victory on the other side. You just have to have faith and hold on to hope. So as you move forward, my hope for you is that you will have a greater degree of healing, a greater degree of hope as you move forward within your healing journey. Thank you for joining us on this show. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll subscribe so we can keep the conversation going. If you love the show, consider becoming a subscriber for $9.99 a month to hear episodes ad-free. Now go move forward in your healing journey.